David wanted to move the Ark of God to the city of David. The Philistines had at one point captured the Ark of God. God cursed the Philistines as long as they had the Ark of God, and they wanted to get rid of the Ark of God. So they put the Ark of God on a new cart with a cow pulling it, and they just made it leave their city. It went to the home of one of the children of Israel, and as long as he had the Ark of God, God blessed him. David wanted to move the Ark of God to the city of David, so he took 30,000 men and they went to get the Ark of God and move it. But as they tried to move it, they were moving it on a new cart, and as they tried to move it, Uzziah reached up and steadied the Ark because the oxen slipped a little bit, and God struck Uzziah dead. Well, it terrified David, and he wouldn't have anything to do with it, the Ark of God for a while. But then he decided again to move the Ark of God, and this time he went back and looked at the rules of God and moved the Ark of God correctly. It reminds me so much of people who put themselves in the ministry without being called by God and they go out and try to do ministry work. It also reminds me of the many churches we see today who set themselves up by their own will. I know a terrible fate befalls these people and their followers because we all have New Testament Bibles. Every one of us can read and see what the churches look like to look like, and we will be responsible if we stay in a church that does opposite to the Word of God. And this moving of the ark reminds me of this, because God had chosen a certain people, the tribe of Levi, to do ministry work in the Old Testament. They were the ones that were to handle the Ark of God. Not only were they to move the Ark of God, but there was a specific way that they were to move the Ark of God, and that was on their shoulders. The Ark of the Covenant was built exactly the way God told them to build that tabernacle. They had staves on the sides which poles went through on each side and four men carried the Ark of God on their shoulder. The way David tried to move it was on a new cart and when the oxen slipped, the Ark slipped and Yuza reached up and touched the Ark and God struck him dead. You just can't do things your own way. You must follow the Word of God when the Word of God exists on a subject or when the Holy Spirit tells you to do something a certain way. 
So we look at part two on moving the ark of God the right way. Only the tribe of Levi were appointed for the work of moving the ark of God. And they were told by God to move the ark of God on their shoulder with staffs. First Chronicles chapter 15 verse 2. Then David said, None ought to carry the ark of God but the Levites, for them hath the Lord chosen to carry the ark of God and to minister unto him forever. And David called for Abathar the priest and for the Levites and said unto them, Ye are the chief of the fathers of the Levites, sanctify yourselves, both ye and your brethren, that ye may bring up the ark of the Lord God of Israel unto the place that I have prepared for it. For because ye did it not at the first, the Lord our God made a breach upon us, for that we sought him not after the due order. So the priest and Levites sanctified themselves to bring up the ark of God of Israel. And the Levites bear the ark of God upon their shoulders with the staves. Thereon, as Moses commanded according to the word of the Lord. This is the order of the New Testament church today. From heaven, Jesus called his ministers and calls his ministers and sets them to work in the New Testament church. And he teaches those ministers to work in the offices to which they are called. Ephesians chapter 4 verses 11 and 12. And he, Jesus, gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. In the New Testament church, we do not have priests. In the Old Testament church, they had priests. In the New Testament church, we have apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Those other things added by other churches are out of order. It was also said in the New Testament church that we were to come together as the church and God would speak through whom he willed. That's in 1 Corinthians chapter 14. Verse 26, and he says, and let the prophet speak two or three. See, so much has been removed from the gathering of the church, and today it is turned into a type of thing, basically to eliminate the Holy Spirit from speaking. For if Jesus returned today to your church group, would he be permitted to speak? Or is your church group structured with a platform and a railing 
to keep people in the congregation separate from the people on the platform, to make it where those people who speak to your church group are the ones who are approved by men who sit on the platform. See, it's so perverted today. There will be a serious penalty, and you can read that in Second Thessalonians chapter 2, starting at verse 8. And then shall that wicked be revealed when Jesus returns to gather the church, to gather the elect of God. And then shall that wicked be revealed whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming, even him whose coming is after the working of Satan with all power and signs and lying wonders and with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish because they received not the love of the truth, that they might be saved. And for this cause God shall send them strong delusion, that they should believe a lie, that they all might be damned who believed not the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. Many church groups today have stopped preaching doctrines that are in the New Testament Bible, such as Jesus said in Matthew 5.32, the man who marries a divorced woman commits adultery. They've stopped teaching things like that. They've set up things to allow their congregations to, to sin. Jesus said that who, the, whosoever divorces his wife except for the cause of fornication, causes her to commit adultery. That divorced woman will go out and remarry, and when she does, she commits adultery. But Jesus says the man who divorced the faithful wife will be the cause of her adultery. Nevertheless, she commits adultery, and he is the cause of her committing the adultery, and the man who marries the divorced woman commits adultery. Matthew 5.32. So these things have been removed from the churches today, and they teach another gospel. They teach something other than the doctrine set forth in the New Testament Bible. Well, because they refuse the love of the truth that they might be saved, God will bring them strong delusion that they can believe a lie And it says in verse 12 that they all might be damned who believe not the truth but have pleasure in unrighteousness. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. The moving of the Ark of the Testament is one of the perfect examples of what has been done in the churches today because David did not check into this and he tried to move the Ark by his own thinking. And as a result, God struck Uzziah to death. And then David checked into it all and found that only the Levites should move the ark. And the Levites knew not to put it on a milk cart and move it, but rather 
to move it the way God told Moses in the Old Testament. But we go by the New Testament, and we have to set up the ministry the way God says in the New Testament. It will bring great penalty on any church group that fails to do this and sets up their church by their own thinking. For when Jesus returns, he will set it straight, and many will be very shocked at the penalty that they will incur because they did not love the Bible enough to follow it. Continuing with First Chronicles 16, start at verse 4. And he, David, appointed certain of the Levites to minister before the ark of the Lord and to record and to thank and praise the Lord God of Israel. Then on that day, David delivered first this psalm to thank the Lord. Give thanks unto the Lord. Call upon his name. Make known his deeds among the people. Sing unto him. Sing psalms unto him. Talk ye of all his wondrous works. Glory ye in his holy name. Let the heart of them rejoice that seek the Lord. Seek the Lord in his strength. Seek his face continually. Remember his marvelous works that he hath done, his wonders and the judgments of his mouth. O ye seed of Israel, his servant, ye children of Jacob, his chosen ones. He is the Lord our God. His judgments are in all the earth. Be ye mindful always of his covenant, the word which he commanded to a thousand generations, even of the covenant which he made with Abraham and of his oath unto Isaac, and hath confirmed the same to Jacob for a law, and to Israel for an everlasting covenant, saying unto thee, Will I give the land of Canaan the lot of your inheritance? When ye were but few, even a few, and strangers in it, and when they went out from nation to nation, and from one kingdom to another people, he suffered no man to do them wrong. Yea, he reproved kings for their sakes, saying, Touch not mine anointed, and do my prophets no harm. Sing unto the Lord all the earth. Show forth from day to day his salvation. Declare his glory among the heathen, his marvelous works among all nations, for great is the Lord, and greatly to be praised. He also is to be feared above all gods, for all the gods of the people are idols, but the Lord made the heavens. Glory and honor are in his presence. Strength and gladness are in his place. Give 
unto the Lord, ye kindreds of the people. Give unto the Lord glory and strength. You glorify God every time you think of the works of God and talk about the works of God. Give unto the Lord the glory due unto his name. Make an offering and come before him. Worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Fear before him all the earth. If you have no fear concerning the word of God, you are very likely on a path of destruction. Fear before him all the earth. The world also shall be stable, that it shall not be moved. Let the heavens be glad, and let the earth rejoice, and let men say among the nations, The Lord reigneth. Let the sea roar, and the fullness thereof. Let the fields rejoice, and all that is therein. Then shall the trees of the wood sing out at the presence of the Lord, because he cometh to judge the earth. O oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. And say ye, save us, O God of our salvation, and gather us together, and deliver us from the heathen that we may give thanks to thy holy name and glory in thy presence. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel forever and ever. And all the people said, Amen, and praised the Lord. And the ark was successfully moved this second time to the city of David. Now concerning the New Testament church, do we remember John 4? The woman asked Jesus, where should we worship? She says, some people say we should worship in this mountain, and some say we worship at Jerusalem. In the New Testament church, we don't go to a mountain to worship or even a city to worship. We worship God in spirit and in truth. And Jesus replied to this woman, John chapter 4, verse 21. Woman, believe me, the hour cometh when ye neither in this mountain nor yet at Jerusalem worship the Father. Ye worship ye know not what. We know what we worship for salvation is of the Jews. But the hour cometh and now is when the true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth, for the Father seeketh such to worship him. God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Thank you for allowing me to share this with you today.